Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hot D, the officially unofficial podcast for House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 1, Episode 9, The Green Council. Uh, Aaron, what did you think about this episode on Second Watch? I I continue to really like this episode with the one exception of I'm still, you know, I don't. I, I think after I've seen the behind the scenes and all this stuff, I better understand why the showrunners did the prophecy gimmick thing. You know, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still unsure about that, but I'm I'm I, I'm it's it's not a fa- immediately fatal flaw. I'm just kind of waiting to see how it plays out. Um, and the second is the ending, which was fucking awesome and had me on the edge of my seat because I was thinking like what like well, as soon as Rain is bust out in her fucking badass armor mm-hmm. and the two baddest bitches the 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 whole fucking Seven Kingdoms just come p- p- popping out of floor of the dragon pit. I immediately thought, like, how the hell are they going to get the greens out of this? Oh, my God. Is Eamon going to come in with Vagar and, like, throw her off? And she's going to come in from the window and start snapping. But she won't. She's, her ass is too big to fit through. So Melis, and she's she's so much faster. She'll be able to. And then she just screams in their face and takes off. And I'm like, wow. So I don't know about that. And I definitely want to talk more about the end of the episode. But I don't want it to overshadow what I thought was just a really gripping piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a political thriller. Yeah. You know, race against the clock. We've got to get control of the situation. We've got to manage the this, the, you know, felt like a modern PR team managing a disaster. Um, and I really liked it. I really like, I, I'm God help me. Uh, Eamon is rising quickly to the top of my <laughs> charts as far as favorite characters. I love this guy. Hmm. Right. I love this guy. It must be an infuriating experience to be this guy, to be just oh, yeah. so much better in mm-hmm. every way than your brother. But you got your eye torn out and and everyone bullies you and makes fun of you, doesn't take you seriously. Um, I I liked a lot of the stuff in this episode. Um, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, calling it a political thriller is kind of right. There's a lot of intercutting of scenes in this, especially when they're looking for Aegon uh, that I really appreciated. Hard to recap uh, when you're doing a podcast, but very yeah. riveting at the time um, when, you know, the different factions are looking for him. Right. And then you got stuff going on in the castle and like, yeah, it's it's really good, um, really well crafted this episode. And I. I, on second watch, was trying to decipher some of the things that I was confused by in the first watch. Mm-hmm. And some of them it took literally watching the inside the episode uh, that happens after the episode airs. And that cleared up some of it. Although I will say, I I agree, I don't really like the choice that they make at the end of this episode with Rainus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I, I went back and I looked at some previous episodes too to see, okay, am I, am I remembering everything correctly? And does that track with why I felt the way I did about it in the first watch? Right. Uh, Allison being so naive tracks way better when I don't have these lingering doubts that maybe she had heard something from the council talking about replacing Rhaenyra with her son. Um, Cause she just seems so naive in, in those moments that I'm like yeah. almost unbelievably naive because I thought people were semi openly talking about this in front of her. Uh, and, and then it would just come down to, Oh, whether they're going to kill Rhaenyra or not. But she didn't even know they were planning to put Aegon on the throne. So right. it, it's an even bigger betrayal and it comes as a bigger surprise to her. So that, that made a lot more sense to me in the second watch. And after going Agreed. back and verifying, okay, none of this was actually floating around in the open. No, I, 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 I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think it's, she, she's on her back foot this entire episode, essentially. Oh, know, definitely. catching up to like, you know, where, what she thought would happen. But I think that the greens, despite the haste, and you can you can tell that they had some planning. But I think Allison is the one that get delivers the real political masterstroke. Now maybe Otto was mm-hmm. going to suggest this anyway, but as far as fate accomplices go, this is pretty goddamn good. You've got the whole capital unified witnessing this person, the hand of the king, saying that the kings wanted it this way. You got all the king's guard there, and you've got all the royal family. With one conspicuous, you know, that uh, and he's waving black fire, the the conqueror sword, and he's wearing Aegon's iron crown, and it just looks legit. And you've got every uh, lord singing from the same. If you don't, if you don't think about it too much, right? Because like, it, it imagine if like there was some, uh, I don't know. It's not quite like that, but let's say like the the State of the Union address was about to come up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, you've got like a Speaker of a House or something introducing the president, but you know who the Speaker of the House is, and then and you know the Speaker of the House is supposed to introduce them, and then somebody else shows up and they call them the Speaker of the House, and they introduce the president, and you're like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Like Kristen Cole being there as Lord Commander of the Night or of the uh, Kingsguard uh-huh. is kind of fucking insane when you actually like think about it. It is, but like it's also them projecting their version of reality into reality and making oh, people totally. accept it and cheer for it. So, like, yes, I agree yeah. that like more astute people or people who might be uh, more for Rhaenyra's claim. Uh, in the crowd probably were saying, thinking all those things, but they're just, I think, outnumbered. You know, I mentioned, like, again, 20 years ago, 20 to 1 odds against the woman uh, backing the round. And that was before everyone started whispering that her sons are bastards and, you know... Like, like we, we saw what the small folk thought of the situation back when Rhaenyra was a teenager, you know, and they're running around doing mummers farces about it. Like, has anything in the last 15 years done anything to reverse that that tide of opinion? Probably not. So, mm. you know, um, but they did also make I, what I felt was was real political errors, a couple of real political errors too, like murdering the lords that defied you. Um when you could have like imprisoned, like I'm thinking about Lord Coswell in particular, mm-hmm. you know, I remember like, you know, one of the things that Joffrey got yelled at for killing Ned Stark is like, you fool, 
you're almost guaranteeing his realm and bannermen are going to rise against us. Whereas you've held him hostage, we could have negotiated release. Yeah. We could have waited for everybody to cool down. We could have offered some compromise. We could have taken some, you know, some some hostages. We got some of his kids here. We got things to work with. But you kill him, and mm-hmm. it's just you got nothing but revenge. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. to what extent some of these other lords and ladies might have got the same treatment. How much that's going to, you know, Laris's Lair- overreach is going to. Uh, is going to negatively impact them. But I yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder does does Laris actually understand the political ramifications of all the things he does, or is he just kinda hot to kill? Man, I don't know. He's a weird I mean, he's a weird guy. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> if this episode didn't convince you of that, I don't know what will. I'm not sure what his motive like if his motivations are just feet picks, like then I'm all bets are off. I have no idea how to how like mm-hmm. this guy is like <laughs> You know, it's like Littlefinger plus Varys divided by pi. I don't know what the, I don't know what that math works out. You know, I've seen uh, documentaries on serial killers that I can identify yeah. with a little bit. They make them empathetic. I don't uh, know about the feet people. I honestly don't like. <laughs> it, I, I don't know how to identify with them. I'm sorry. Again, you could be in the feet and not be creepy, uh, creepy weirdo. You just can't be in the feet like Laris is and not <laughs> right, be creepy right. weirdo. Just want to make sure. We put that out there. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I think this is a great episode. And, and I think it's so like, you know, I, I made a prediction, a very, very vague, alluded prediction at the end of the po- feedback podcast. So I'm going to repeat here. But like, I think it's kind of a smart decision to just devote this episode to the Greens and their mm-hmm. attempts to consolidate power. And then it's going to be as an audience, we turn our heads to Dragonstone and it's like. Now, what are you guys going to do in response? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I That's, think we're going to get a pretty fucking exciting finale, guys. I would think so. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I kind of expected that this is how it would go down. Like the king would die and they would need to stall a little bit for time. Try and, you know, maneuver all the pieces into place uh, for their perfect scheme to go off the way they want it to before yeah. there can be any kind of response. Yeah. So yeah, makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I'm really excited to see what happens when Team Black gets a hold of the information that they need to, yeah. to catch up. Because, yeah, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy. Yeah, and so what do you do? Like, that's what's, uh, you know, do you storm king's landing do you like i know i asked you i put you on the spot at the end of the mm, instant yeah. take podcast but you've had a couple more days to think about it uh it depends a lot on well, what Rainus does you're the hand um, of the queen what do you advise <laughs> allison I, or not allison Rhaenyra to do i advise her to do everything she can to convince Rainus to join their cause because that's vital uh yeah just like allison says in this episode if they're if they seem to be outmatched there's likelihood that Rhaenyra will come in and actually try and strike at the capital, and I think that's that's what I expect would happen. Um, it's an immediate reprisal, get on your dragons and yeah, ride. Yeah, before before Aegon has a chance to stick with the people, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, get in there and say, well, this attempted coup, we put it down, and I'm actually the heir, because I have been for the last 20 years, and you've all known this, so... Yeah, try it. Right. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know what Reynus is going to do. Reynus feels like a wild card, especially after this episode. All right. Well, I'm curious to get into it, and I I, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about the beginnings and endings and the entire episode. So maybe we should get into it. Yeah, let's do it. 
There's still lots of hot D left to talk about. We'll be right back after the break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. And now, back to Hot D. All right, we start off with, uh, I guess this is the hour of the bat. I don't know. The castle's completely quiet. It's very empty. Um, I'm going to go with the hour of the owl. I looked it up. Hour of the bat, of course, sounds like it's the blackest part of the night. That's actually the hour of the wolf right before the sun rises. Hour of the bat is immediately as the sun sets. It's dusk when the, you know, makes sense. Oh, the bats right. come out and start eating their insects. Hour right. of the owl as far as I can tell, is just in the middle of the night, the wee hours of the morning. So real right. hour of the owl shit happening right here in King's King's Landing. Does the mouse get an hour? Hour of the mouse? I feel like if the now owl all the gets owls one, around, nah, they're going to just sweep sweep the hours clean of, of all rodents. No all moles, hours? No shit. moles. Those owls just clean up. All right. Uh, anyway, a child walks down to the kitchen and tells Talia... That uh, Viserys is dead. She reports to Allison. Allison reports to Otto and tells him that his dying words were a wish for Aegon to be king. 
Uh, I was face like, oh, really? Like, I, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, okay. I guess I I can use that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was more of like, all right, my daughter came to play ball, you know? like Oh, yeah, me, like she's making more. shit up too. Sure. Right, 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 right. She's already thinking of a pretext. Like, man, I thought uh-huh. I was going to have to sweat this. Uh, there's another detail in this scene, because I, I was wondering on first watch, oh, did Talia tell uh, White... I want to say white rose every time I, I think of white, <laughs> white worm uh, about the king's death. When did she do it? But obviously she did it when she lit these candles, right? This is a, a one That's by land, seven by king's death kind of thing. That's yeah. exactly what I understood, too, that they had worked out some kind of symbol like Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got from that scene. So it's not it's 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 smart because they don't draw a lot of attention to it. It's just you got to kind of look at the purposeful look at her face and how she's kind of like intense about it. And like, why are we watching this woman just going around fucking around in mm-hmm. front of the windows? lighting? Yeah, but I, I got I got that too. signal her people. Who is this kid? Do we have any idea? I think he's one of the princes, like one of uh, that went, went to go check up on grandpa in the middle of the night and. Um, but I don't know because he's dressed in fine clothes like a prince yeah. but yeah which confused I'm, me I'm trying to think because like Helena's kids are too small mm-hmm. I think Joffrey's too young like she he's still just a baby isn't he or no Joffrey's there might have been probably, a five six year jo- jump yeah yeah I don't know I, I think it's one of the princelings but I'm not sure why he would run to tell Talia mm-hmm. instead of like his grandma or his mother or anything like that but it's it's some Maybe identified the- member of the he, he he's forbidden to go directly into the queen's chambers because he might see some nasty feet shit that Ooh. he doesn't that she doesn't want to scar him with this young is he the is he the king's chamber pot boy you know maybe like someone that just changes his piss bucket out or something mm-hmm. I don't know I had no I was kind of curious about this because he you know uh, also it could be. That he didn't discover the no, because it's it went right that to the yeah, like this was like the first, and he ran to tell Talia. I, I got nothing on that. I got nothing on that. Okay, I was just curious if we knew, but yeah, I don't know either. Also, I want to point out to be fair to Alicent, um, because that's one thing I was kind of watching, you know, to kind of like see what my gut feelings. But when she woke up from dead out of sleep, found out her husband's dead, she sobbed. Like I think that yeah. her that first human reaction, I have no reason to believe that she was like acting or anything like she mm-hmm. seems genuinely bereaved and shocked and dismayed at many things happening this episode, which, okay, let's go ahead and start talking about this. The prophecy thing. Okay. Everyone accepts, takes it as a joke. And after watching, I, I saw some interviews and I, uh, after by, by the watching the behind the scenes, I think this prophecy is inserted just so Allison has a moral out. Yeah. Yeah, she and, she legitimately believes that he wanted Aegon on the throne. And I don't understand why they felt that was necessary. Why couldn't she just be terrified that Rhaenyra is going to do to her what, you know, she her father wants to do to Rhaenyra? Mm-hmm. And she can still be dismayed at the fact that, like, you know, it's like, well, I just want to take him prisoner or take hostages or something. You're talking about killing everybody in the dead of night. All that stuff still works. It's like they, they wanted to have... They wanted to have Allison be just completely naive about a lot of different things. And I, I'm not well, sure. More sympathetic. I mean, it definitely makes her more sympathetic if you I had no think problem. that she honestly believes that this is true. 
But I also had no parable sympathy, uh, being sympathetic if she honestly believed that Rainier was going to murder her children and extinguish her house, that she would take yeah. action. You know what I mean? Like, I've, maybe I'm the weird guy because I've always felt kind of on my own island trying to explain this to people. It's like, do you think yeah. she's making this up? Do you think she's not afraid? Do you think that she thinks that Rainier is not going to do this to her? Well, it's all theoretical, um, right? Like, that, that's the difference. Like, she has concrete, she has something concrete to grasp onto now with this prophecy uh, and, and thinking, you know, assuming. And she, she doesn't realize that she's making... It's in the making... same way that if you pull a knife on a cop within 10 foot of him, you, pro- you, you, might, you, you might get shot. Like, the vast majority uh... of the time, you're going to get shot. You might have one to five cops out of a hundred that's like, whoa, whoa, buddy, and tries to talk you down because they care about you as a human being. But most people are going to draw down and blow you away because, mm. you know, it's like, I, I think it's one of those things. Again, you know, it's it's long odds if you're betting on the realm to just... And again, I think they could have done more to change that, but... Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's... uh. In fact, I, 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 I'm going to talk about it. I, I I think I finally identified one of the primary frustrations on Team Green. Because I, I watched a lot of heated political discussions on Reddit. <laughs> on r slash House of Dragons. Not about Republicans sure. or Democrats. About Greens and Blacks. And mm-hmm. one of the chief things that the Greens seem to be saying is, what are we judging this series morality by? Modern standards? Or are we talking about medieval standards? Because we're judging right. by medieval standards, then it's open and shut. Rhaenyra struck first. She shirked her duty. She's she's put bastards on the throne. That is de facto already. She's committed treason. Penalty for that's death. Uh, and oh, by the way, also, Allison's got all the self-defense justifications, too. Done, done. We're on Team Green. And the black's going to be come be like, but you guys are all breaking the fucking law and you're you're provoking people. But, and, and you don't think that a queen can sit on the throne. And they're like, oh, well, if we're judging by modern standards, the whole fucking monarchy's a bunch of shit anyway. So why mm-hmm. don't we just pick the best leader and is the best. But then that's where I think the greens get bit a little bit, because I feel like if you look at this show objectively and you're going to pick one of these kids to rule. You mm-hmm. would go with Jace and Luke. You go with Jace for sure over Aegon. Oh, God, yeah. He seems at least a little concerned with uh, his image and and history and, yeah, learning. But I get I get the frustration of people. It feels like you're wanting to, like, w- want to say, like, oh, well, we're trying to be pro. Well, you're saying a woman can't rule? Like, no, I'm not saying. I'm saying the medieval people say that. But if we're going to be saying that, then it's like, well, then the whole concept of monarchy is stupid and... So I I, I kind of yeah, get 20, it. I'm a twenty I'm a twenty first century person watching this, right? Right. Um, so of course I, I bring just... my own like biases and my own sense of right and wrong. And and honestly, I don't judge them on like who struck first, all this stuff. I I judge them not by the laws of medieval times or whatever, by ethics, mm-hmm. by like are you doing your duty? And it all comes back to auto shirking his duties in favor of putting his own family ahead of the realm, right? Like, that's where I come back to the original sin. Yeah, he's, I think he's it's less concerned about me. the realm and more concerned about his own power uh, and prestige for his family. See, that's hmm, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, it got muddied because his brother certainly feels that way. But like, I guess you got to You got to ask yourself whether Otto thinks that what he's saying is true, too. 
But he, like I said, Otto's to blame for everything, even if it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the show sh- taught us this in a microcosm when they showed his immediate regret at putting King Damon or putting Damon in as the city watch commander. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I should have been trying to get this guy to some place for keep him busy, but out of my affairs. And oh, I just accidentally handled him one of the largest standing military forces of the kingdom. Right. That's also in charge of security, the Red Keep. That's also, and they're personally loyal. Oh, my God. What? It seems like a guy who was always looking for the quick fix and not thinking about the long term. Hmm. Um, so, even, like, even though, like, you know, with the the air stuff, the succession, he's thinking yes. definitely about the long term. So, but I, in certain he? matters, yeah, he's he's, yeah. I mean, telling <laughs> telling her that like she's gonna kill your kids twenty years from now uh, if you don't if you don't put a stop to it or get things in place to prevent it. Yeah. That's but Otto's Otto's insane thought that if Viserys dies and the throne passes to Damon, it's the worst thing that can happen is the one is what made the King f- uh, force the mm-hmm. hand and, and declare Rhaenyra the, the Rhaenyra the heir. Sure. Sure. So it's like, again, that, that was a short term fix that fucked him on the long term because now he's got this situation where he's got to hope that Allison can have kids with the king. He's got to hope that the king's going to marry her in the first place. And he's got to, you know, there's a lot of, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he just constantly makes that same fuck up where it's like, oh God, I'm afraid of this thing. What's the first thing I have to do to think of fixing that thing? Ah, oh, shit, that thing is now just a bigger problem. So yeah, fuck auto yeah, for th- sure. Th- this is why I'm going to have to see. Like, it, 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 like I, that's I, I guess that's my leal test for Team Green is can you accept uh, that Auto High Tower is a motherfucker of the highest order and is probably the proximate cause of a lot of the problems in the realm. If yeah. you want to put aside yeah. the realm's just sexism and all that kind of stuff, but I think I don't know. Uh, Hotdiabalboom.com. If you'd like to take me up on that, I think they would say something along the lines of maybe Auto overreacts here and there but he was right that mm-hmm. Damon would not be a good king I think He's, that's true it was true back in the day I mean we're not talking uh-huh. about yeah. Damon today even though I, I still don't think he'd make a terrific king and then the second thing is is he right about the the way the realm just won't accept a woman and even if the if mm-hmm. the hand cooperates like he's gonna his that just means his neck's gonna be in the noose because somebody's gonna put forth uh, a, a male heir alternate as soon as they're they're, they're one that was existed yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of what ifs, right? Like, what if Otto, instead of plotting behind the king's back to usurp the throne with his own grandson, had instead put all of his weight and his considerable forethought and uh, pressure sure. onto the realm to accept the rightful heir? You know, there, yeah, there's a lot of weighting that could be done to those scales in 20 years. But he didn't, I agree. So I agree. But also, that's a that's an un, that's a hypothetical counterfactual too, exactly. because it could be yeah. that they they spend all the time grooming Rhaenyra <laughs> and making and then, sure she's always at all the right events and doing all the royal announcements and she's mm-hmm. she's just as groomed as a fucking Colorado ski slope and mm-hmm. they still put her up there and t- uh uh what is it nineteen out of twenty lords say not nah, fuck this where's the nearest male heir claim yeah. banners behind him boom we go for it but I. Definitely. I don't know if, if all the dragons, though, are united behind her. You got to wonder how successful yeah, any I mean, of that, that makes stuff it scarier yeah. to oppose the throne. Sure. Um, because Otto's the reason that the house dragon more than anything is split. Yeah, I, I love talking about this. So, stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I, again, again, feedback hot <laughs> If you want to make a claim for why Otto Hightower is not the, the worst fucker on this show, because like if, if you're green and you're like, OK, well, Allison's this and Allison's that. 
But if as long as you say the auto is a shit shit bird, mm-hmm. then I, I'm cool. Right, to yeah, this that, point. that we can admit to. And and Laris is just. It, it, I, I don't know if he's like an agent of chaos. He's not even an agent of chaos. He's doing the will of his his lieges. But like, I think he's. Do you, so do you think he's fucking up this episode or do you think he's felt a power shift? I feel like there might be some slight fuck ups. Maybe we can talk about that when we get okay. to to Laris' scenes. But he, yeah. here's the thing with the team green, team black stuff. I'm on team black because Otto is such a shit. Um, mm. And no one on team green is standing up and saying, Otto, you suck. Fuck you. We're not doing any of your stuff. And they have the reasons, right? Like you said, all, all this stuff about the realm not accepting the rightful heir. Um, what they need to do if they want to convince me to switch sides here is show me that Team Black can be just as bad, if not worse. Um, and then we have a real debate, because right now it's very clear for me I'm in Camp Black. Well, there's a lot of show left, not necessarily in this season, but in the in the years to come, so we'll see Absolutely. if they can hold true that latter perspective. But, uh, yeah. Um, and I can see it. Like, Damon... Damon is on the ragged edge always. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And I also goes. think that um, I don't know. Like you could make a case if you're green that regardless of what is right and what is wrong from a legal perspective, that if Rhaenyra wanted to do what's good for the realm, that she would abdicate and spare the realm the bloodshed. Even though that puts Aegon, who is a terrible human being, onto mm-hmm. the throne. Yeah, yeah, and I—that's the thing. It's like, man, I think that George himself weighted the thumb pretty fucking hard on this kid because all this stuff about him, mm-hmm. like in the books, he's found not in the Great Sept of Baylor, but at a child fighting pit with a twelve-year-old's mouth on his cock. Oh, like, Jesus! Um, imagine if you showing, can make it like, any worse. Yeah, yeah. So like, like there, it's it's like, and and I think the show's leaned into the moral rectitude of the high tower position and the extreme contrast between that and Aegon's actual behavior mm-hmm. and Rhaenyra, who's been, you know, what I would consider an ethical slut. God sure. love an ethical slut, yep. not telling any lies. Everything's out on uh, above the board and on the open, but has sons who seem really well adjusted and mm-hmm. have maybe not studied the blade and have the biggest dragon like Aemon, but are taking their shit seriously and seem like they're kind and, Again, well adjusted and and not doing a bunch of uh, deviant weird shit. Um, Except for maybe so, Luke yeah. gets a little too much of a kick out of the pink dread stuff. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm still, still in the air on Luke, but but yeah, I, I feel like that man. If Aegon was just like if they just made Aegon like uh, timid or just not as you know like not, not as serious, suited, like, but not like psycho. a serious, yeah. yeah, then it would be a lot easier to be like, okay, well maybe Green's got a point. But mm-hmm. man, Aegon is just a worst, y'all. <laughs> He's just a worst. Him with Otto, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a real shit show over there in the House Green. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, Otto tells a small council that the king is dead. They reveal they've been plotting to replace Rhaenyra with Aegon for quite a while, much to Allison's dismay. She realizes they're going to have Rhaenyra killed and objects. Beesbury also objects, so Kristen Cole kills him. And that does not sit well with Sir Harold, who decides he'd rather wait for a king to be appointed to resume his duties than carry out the wishes of the usurpers. And so he walks out. I gotta say, I liked I like uh, Sir Harold a little bit more on subsequent watches because number one, it's like I don't know what you would do as a Lord Commander, uh, where you've got the Queen swearing that the king changed his mind at the last minute. And you're mm-hmm. the, in the absence of a king, you got to listen to the hand. 
but they're mm-hmm. trying to usurp the what you understand is a rightful, you know, heir. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like I don't think he did worse than Barristan sell me when he had the same kind of you know where he had a signed order yeah. by the king that said that you know, um, and then like the other thing is Otto forbid anyone from leaving the room. Fucking Sir Harold don't give a shit yeah. about what Otto says. He just marches out of that room and is like, <laughs> "You can stop me if you want to, Cole." Mm-hmm. But so I, I don't know. Like I said, I think his his he he wanted to be as neutral as he could. And he wasn't going to let his gold the white yeah. cloak be stained with the because the other thing is I think back about he was Princess Rhaenyra's sworn protector once upon a time, and they're ordering mm. him to go over there and murder her whole family in the dark of night, and that's too much for him. So like, sure. I don't know. That's that's worth something. It's, it's oh, not yeah. quite I'm, as craven. And I was thinking on my, my 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 first watch. I'm definitely on Sir Harold's side here. I think he lets the murder of a council member drop a little too easily, but that's not necessarily his job. And he, <laughs> he's not a favorite. Like he, I think he a... wanted, he wanted to take the guy into custody and he wanted, he tell, tell, tells the high, you know, autos like, is it really going to come to this? Like mm-hmm. we're going to be doing this kind of crap. Um, yeah. He's definitely got the moral high ground here. I think uh, he sees, he sees that there's something going on here. He's not quite in the loop enough to know, exactly how all this should play out and who's yeah. who's got true information who doesn't so he just quits and I, I think that's the best possible decision for him um, and it, it really gets to Kristen too like I love that shot as Harold walks out of just they show him walking on the background while it's close up on uh, Kristen's face and you can tell he feels that he's betraying his duty here um, no he knows that there goes the real deal and I'm counterfeit yep. Yeah, I know deep down that I'm not worthy of this. And yet he um, does nothing to rectify that. He stands there and he says, yep, that's who I am now. Another, you know what? Yet another rage killing by Sir Kristen Cole. Yes, that's no this good. This guy is turned into, you know, um, a, a full-fledged monster. Like, he's just out of control. Like, yeah. that didn't seem like it was even this sanctioned by anybody in the room. He just, like, shut up, old man, and bashed his uh-huh. head in. That's what I mean. Um, I said in the instant take, it feels like people just, as soon as they get a hint of treason, they execute you just on the spot. Which we got to say, like that uh, Lord Beesbury, another real, yes. real, real guy to the realm. He was like, uh, I think I like his quote in the book a little bit more. He's like, I'm old man I may be, but I'm not so old to forget the oaths that I swore. Mm-hmm. Where then you had the Lannister kid who's like in his, I think, mid 20s in the books. Like, what are you talking about? That happened like 20 years ago, old man. I was a child. Nobody, I didn't swear shit. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. one of the problems is a lot of this is medievally speaking a generation ago. So mm-hmm. a lot of these lords can stay with a clean conscience. I didn't, I didn't swear to nothing, you know? Sure. Uh, them are dead. But yeah, I, uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like seeing the, the, the gears, you know, kind of start turning here um, with everybody saying, okay, well, we have allies here. We have potential enemies here. We need to shore them up, maybe make some marriage alliances. It really makes you feel like they had been planning this for a long time and they know where all the pieces yeah. are on the board. Oh, yeah. They've got to like, already snatch these two City Watch commanders because they're loyal to Damon still. And and I thought mm-hmm. the, the one thing that's really interesting is them talking about dividing the treasury and, yeah. and spiriting away for safekeeping, which it's like, so what happens if Rhaenyra would sack the capital? 
Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, you know, all the she's got no money to pay for anything. Like, it seems like this mm-hmm. is going to be a big fucking problem for Team Black to to win to win back, even if they do manage to get the capital, you know? Yeah. Then then Damon might wish that he had some friends over in Essos, some moneyed friends. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is it too late knows? to marry one of the Elena's <laughs> girls right. to the. It's a pinto. To, to the Sea Lord of Bravos. So oh, we can get yeah, in with yeah, the Iron yeah. Bank. Is it too late? Do we have another one of them? Any daughters? Any daughters in the land? Sure. All right, let's move over to Allison and Otto going to find Aegon, but he's nowhere to be found. Uh, Allison tells her other children that Viserys is dead. Actually, Aemon doesn't need to be told. He just kind of senses it uh, when he walks in the door. And Otto asks Sir Eric, and I only know this because he corrects him no no that was last episode uh auto has it down auto knows these twins by the uh-huh. back of their head apparently of course he does um he, he tells him, he asks him where Aegon is but he doesn't know and then auto commands him to go into the city with his brother in secret and find him yeah i thought so helena is interesting because she repeats her there's a beast beneath the boards mm-hmm. and i still okay I think I think there's definitely a fulfillment of this prophecy with Melis uh, busting out of the floor of the dragon pit. But again, if I'm going to be a stickler, that's stone, not boards. And as soon as she says that, Eamon walks in and the camera locks right on him. I'm telling you, there's something there's something beastie and boardy about this kid. Beastie and boardy. And this All is right. nothing. I, the reason I'm I'm free to speculate on this is because this is there's not nothing book about this like this is something mm. that they've this helena being kind of like this prophecy engine um and i yeah i don't i'm not i i, I there's lots of different possibilities the one she's, that doesn't makes the least sense is is aemond in this context but yeah like that she's needle pointing spider uh things here that's kind of funny oh so that's that's an interesting thing is like they've i noticed they fleshed out the uh the sigils of the children in the intro now you've got uh mm. Uh, Aegon, who is, I don't know what this icon is. It looks like a globe with a crown around it and a naked woman chained to it. So that's Aegon's sim- sigil, All I right. guess. Some uh, Helena's BDSM. is a spider. And uh, uh, Aemond was a blue sapphire, which is interesting. Huh. Why? That might be spoilers. Why but indeed? Why? why indeed, Jim? I thought it was mildly interesting that the the kid's got a blue sapphire for a symbol. All right. I, is there a team blue later? That can't be oh, right. I don't see any hope. team blues I want, in the future. I want the damn, I want the damn rainbow. <laughs> team reds, team, team, team you, yellows. You got like the concept of purple states in our political system where you've got like a mix of red and sure, blue sure. so much that they, right. They're, so they're kind close of swing that states, it's purple. Yeah. What would the, black and green be i mean adding black to green just makes dark green (laughs) olive green that's what i said i'm trying i'm trying is my best to be olive green on this podcast and we'll see where it gets me fair um but yeah sir eric's been just you know like uh, he is the kids uh agons the prince's sworn protector and Otto tries to take him to task for it he's like look i don't he, he abuses his authority i have to listen to him and then when I turn my back, he runs away and uses these damn secret passages. And and I I, I so like he, Otto doesn't have too much to say about that. Yeah, 
Oh, the other thing is, I thought it was really ironic that uh, when uh, Allison walks in, Helena is lecturing the serving girl about her kids. I think about how it's our fates to crave what's given another. If one possesses a thing, the other wants to take it away. Mm-hmm. Pretty on the news for the events of this episode. Yeah, totally. Uh, so Rainus is locked in a room and she sees all the servants in the keep being rounded up and put into cells. Uh, by Laris, Laris is he is he the one who's actually doing this? So they like- finally finally established his position. I don't know why they've been so coy with it, but someone calls him the uh, the Lord High Confessor. They do. Okay. So he's involved. He is essentially the head jailer of the black cells, and he's the mm-hmm. guy that tortures people for information. Um. So and technically, he should have been on that Green Council. I don't know why the Lord huh. Confessor is not sitting in on any of the the, the plannings, but um, but yeah, it's that's where he just hangs out in the jails all day. Apparently, Great. when he's not looking at feet. Yeah, I mean, imagine the views of feet he's, you can get in the he's jails. He's not beating meat or looking at feet. He's down there in them jails, <laughs> and that's a Larry guarantee. That's a Larry guarantee. Kristen Westeros. That's his campaign ad. Ugh. <laughs> Kristen tells Allison that Otto has sent the twins to find Aegon, and Aemon says he knows the kind of things that Aegon gets up to, and he takes Kristen to go look for him. Here's the thing about this scene. Like I said, I understand what's going on here a little bit better, that this is a race to get to Aegon to try and influence him into either, if you're Otto, decreeing that Rhaenyra is to be killed, or if you're Allison, making sure he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. They needed a line in this season. They needed a line from Allison to tell them, "Look, if if he finds Aegon first, Rhaenyra is dead, and I don't want that." that that's all they needed. Just one line to Kristen. Yeah, I think I don't think it's I don't think it's as necessary as they needed a scene later on in the episode. But I I do feel like, I, but I don't know. I felt like I mostly connected with it just intu- intuitively on in the first time through, and the second time through is like, oh yeah, it's, it's obvious. She wants to make sure. She tells her son, you know, to do mercy and not listen to your granddad's burn it all advice. So I don't know. Like, I, I do like when people just show, not tell. Mm-hmm. I do, too. But I also it, like right? to understand uh, what's yeah. going on. And I definitely didn't the first time around. I was just like, why? It's a thin line for sure. It's a thin line for sure. Um, yeah. I do wonder, did you did you clock the sexual tension between Allison and <sighs> Cole? The, the tension, yeah, definitely. I mean, the fate of the seven kingdoms depends on it, as every as does everything you feel towards me as your queen. And just the way it was like, I do think they have this kind of like he's a he's a caged, he's a kept man or something. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's like that. That's that's part of. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's learned this from Larry, but it does seem like uh, all the. All this, the upper hand she has in relationships is based on weird sexual dynamics. Yeah, uh, certainly a good chunk of it. And which keeping him from killing himself when he was younger, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much he values his life. Um, Yeah, that line, everything you feel for me as your queen, I, I feel like that also is not just meant to say, hey, Kristen, this is super important to me, but. And not just from like, oh, uh, I need you to do this for me. But also, I don't actually want Rhaenyra dead. 
I, I still have some affection for her. If you know, you don't find that she, she's like putting her love for Rhaenyra into this quest. Right. Um, and trying to like, without saying, Hey, you must love Rhaenyra. Go, go help her not die. She's trying to say like, do it for me. But really what she's saying is do it for Rhaenyra. Um, hmm. in terms that he can understand, I think. I still like to think that he's a caged sexy beast. Um, and that's oh, something I agree that, with that, yeah. that's a dynamic they're getting off on. But I also think that you're probably right in that the full scope of what he feels towards his queen is probably some sort of attraction. It's probably some sort of profound gratitude for redeeming him because he thought that he was mm-hmm. like uh, a hellbound sinner. And she helped him uh, take the faith of the seven into his heart. And so he owes his life, his position, his prestige and, you know, whatever erotic charge. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty heavy thing. I just thought it's like it was it was it was definitely given with a with a a little bit of, I don't know, sexual spin to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, As far as. uh, now, Eamon's an interesting guy because uh, as the episodes as the episode develops, I think he volunteered to go on the scouting mission just because that's a box that he checks off to be king. He's like, look, I tried to find him. Exactly. I didn't, you know, don't nobody can say that mm-hmm. I didn't try my best to find my brother and it just turns out he was dead or hot. I, I, I think that this was all an act and kind of like there's a point in the episode where he's like, yeah, we've done our duty. Uh, it's now I'm now going to go find be because I'm expecting my brother to be dead, and I'm going to go be found now. Um, but I, I thought why that would was... he expect? Why would anybody expect Aegon to be dead in this moment? Is it because they think maybe their plan got out and well, Rhaenyra I mean, is striking first? Or that's the thing is like as crap like <sighs> that's the thing about being paranoid is like if you're really good <laughs> at it, you have to assume the other side is at least as paranoid as you, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, if what if Rhaenyra has wheels within wheels and she knows this, you know, that Aegon goes at Carousing and, and has a spy has network some... within the, the castle, within the keep, exactly. right? Just like Otto does and the White Worm yeah. does. Yeah. And I do like that a lot of this stuff is just suggestion and inference, but mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. And this is a Game of Thrones. This is a game played in the shadows and with whispers as much as it is with fire and blood and steel. And I, I really like that. I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, I was actually shocked to find out that Otto knew about the White Worms spy network all along. Well, they so he used this before to get the bomb on Rhaenyra and Daemon, and it was definitely mentioned as the White Worm. He didn't know who the White Worm was, but he's used her before. He's used her information before. Huh. So they're meeting for the first time. This is the first time they actually meet face to face. Yeah. I assume all these notes that he's been writing, and we see another one in this episode, have been part of that operation right um like he's maybe exploiting them uh and using white worms network for his own purposes with these notes somehow yeah because i mean obviously he's not sending notes to people to let him know hey the king's dead (laughs) he doesn't want anybody to know that right right yeah Uh, this is man speaking of that um there's a lot there's a much more energy in this than in the books this takes place over several days and there's this lurid thing of the the king rotting in his room while the greens are solidifying their power and they're holding everybody in the red keep and they're not sending any ravens and there's no bells tolling 
I I actually think this is a big improvement that this all goes down in a 24 hour period. Like the sun sets, mm-hmm. the king dies. The sun is not going to set again before they've got a new th- king on the throne. Um, yeah. And that sense of urgency, because it kind of meanders in the book, honestly. But that sense of urgency, number mm-hmm. one, it burns through a lot of pages too. I think we we've we've gone through a third as third as many pages in this in the book tonight as wow. we have the, the entire season. Uh, yeah, but it, 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 it lended a real sense of urgency and kick to all these scenes where you just felt like people are kind of flying by to see their pants and, mm-hmm. and, you know, doing desperate gambles to get hands up on this person or that person. Yeah. Uh, leaves a lot of bigger room for, especially Allison to catch up to the plot here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Amond takes Kristen to the street of silk to look for Damon and they ask a woman at the brothel if she's seen Damon but or sorry not Damon look for Aegon they don't care about Damon right now uh if she's seen Aemon or Aegon but she says he's got less discriminating taste than her uh I I love Aemon in this scene mm-hmm. his lines about I I you know I think he was talking about becoming a man or whatever i don't know he said time to get it wet yeah <laughs> that was his sexual education uh-huh. uh i i also i mean i i, I don't know I, I almost gagged at sir Kristen cole saying uh when he you know he he uses this 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 vulgarity every woman is an image of the mother to be spoken of with reverence like mm-hmm. yeah Shall we roll the tape from you two episodes ago? <laughs> this guy, this guy's so full of shit. Right, right. I mean, there's a lot of people full of shit on both sides, but this guy in particular is just the worst kind of religious, holy rolling hypocrite. Oh, yeah. And those moments where, you know, you see the cracks uh, when he, you know, smashes Beesbury and stuff. Like, obviously, there's a lot going on. This is just a raging storm underneath the the veil here. Yeah. Uh, so we're about to get into a lot of intercutting, and I'm going to try and do my best job here. Uh, but boy, it's not easy. Um, so we go to Otto, who tells the lords who pledged their banners to Rhaenyra about the situation with King, changing his mind on his deathbed. And a couple are refused to pledge to Aegon, but Caswell bends the knee as Laris watches. Uh, and the ones that refuse are just kind of removed from the chamber. Yeah, there's. Uh, I assume they're you know, imprisoned, but I don't know. Um, hmm. Well, that's interesting. Mildly interesting. We'll have to see if we wait to the, the wait their fate. Uh, I talked about Lord Coswell before that he's kind of lord of this uh, place called the um, the Bitter Bridge, um, or is it the Blood Bridge? Uh, there, mm-hmm. I think it used to be called Stone Stony Bridge, and there was this big <laughs> battle fought and made the the branch of the <laughs> The, the trident in which it bestrides run red with blood for like days or weeks. And then it got called, I think it was blood, blood bridge or bitter bridge. But it, it, I think that what you're supposed to understand and lady fell, we barely know anything about uh, except for that. She did defy King Aegon and got arrested for it. Um, <laughs> house fell keeps its oath. And that's how house fell fell. Yeah, well, I mean, what it's, I uh, uh, I'm getting confirmation it is the uh, House Bitter Bridge from our producer. But I, I, I think you're just supposed to understand that, uh, you know, 
these 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 there's she doesn't have very many allies like it's kind of shocking how many people took the kneel as soon as like before mm-hmm. Otto even started talking and you think those are the people who are part of the inner conspiracy and then you see like all these lords and ladies kind of look at how like you know about a third of us already kneeled and when as soon as Otto gets done speaking like I'm going to kneel too and then when the lords and ladies get challenged like everyone buckles even Lord Coswell which I think Honestly, don't be a Ned Stark. Even if you're a Leal, even if you're the yeah. Lealist of oh, Leal, yeah. don't fucking throw your life away in some hopeless gesture of, un- like, do a better Lord Coswell. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lord Coswell had a, an ounce of creep in him, if he had if he had the, the amount of creep that's in Damon's little toe, mm-hmm. he probably could have gotten away and, and warned Rhaenyra uh, and given her a lot more hours to to deal with this, this situation. But I actually respect, yeah. I respect the guy who kneels falsely. To, oh, f- yeah. to go and to kneel another day like that's smart that's that's playing the game there yeah and you haven't forsaken anything you've told dishonest people a lie in order to right. better position the honest people what's well, that's even a better take on it like yeah people who like you know you don't have to you don't have to throw your pearls before swine it would, no. uh, honor amongst these people means nothing they're trying to steal the throne so yeah i i i think lord coswell was pretty pretty fucking based he just wasn't very good at the spy craft yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to get all my fancy clothes and ride openly out through the gates and what could possibly go wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I've sworn my oath. Yep. All right. The twins find an underground child fighting pit where Aegon likes to spend his time. Uh, he's apparently even making fighting bastards of his own. Sir, Sir Arik. I don't know. Uh, says they can't make Aegon the king with as completely fucked up as he is. And Eric wants to carry out their duty. And then someone named Jane approaches him with an offer to have the White Worm tell that just the hand of the king only where Aegon is. And they follow her. Yeah. Uh, are we going to go back and catch up to the Aemon stuff? Or do we already dispense with the Aemon stuff? No, I'm doing... So this is super intercut. So I'm doing Okay, like, okay. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Some, some rejiggering, but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because I felt like it was for someone who knows the books, it was extremely hard to keep track of which brother was arguing for which point of view. And in fact, I'm almost morally (laughs) certain the subtitles are wrong in at least one of these scenes. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think because I don't understand the exchange that you just, you know, that like Eric was was uh, saying the value of doing your duty. And he's the one that's the sworn protector would and would know this stuff more than the other. And the other brother, who's Arik, um, who appears to like try to stay neutral or, or, or let his brother, like he's the one that is saying that. Oh well, we don't know everything about like or or, or no, he's the one that's saying that the, this guy's unfit. Like it didn't it, make. It's sense. possible I'm getting these names wrong. No, uh, no, I actually sweated were, the yeah, details. Definitely. I sweated the details because I was like, "What the fuck?" Some some of these exchanges uh-huh. I, I thought were a little bit what the fuck, and it's happened before. We've had uh, blown subtitles on HBO productions, uh-huh. or it could be that they're just showing these brothers are really conflicted, and mm-hmm. there yeah. is not. I mean, that's the thing. There's not really an easy way out when you're a Kingsguard and you're got an unworthy king. Like mm-hmm. many, many Lord Commanders and better Kingsgarden then have written very eloquently about the worst thing is to be a servant of an unfit master, man. Uh, you know, you've got there's yeah. no way out with your honor. You can do I the really right thing hope. like Jamie Lannister and get branded a Kingslayer for the rest of your life. Right, right. 
No, I really hope uh, Harold Westerling shows up on Team Black at some point. I hope that's where he's headed. That seems like the safest place for him to go uh, after forsaking his duty. Uh, Certainly, at least in the eyes of Otto, um, I'd say he did. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Yeah. But yeah, as far as this is right, I mean, Aegon is fucked up, man. I. Yeah, that kid fight was hard to watch. Like, so many kids are just like yeah. scared and like cringing in the corners, and they're being pushed into it. And like, you know, you imagine you have your, you're ten years old and you're you're having your teeth filed, and I mean, it's like, that's one of the things I think that the the book and the the show is doing well is to show like, you know, just how kind of random and wretched your life is if you're a poor person, you know, like you just there is no protection for you. This is in the capital yeah. fucking city, by the way. Mm-hmm. That has a large and established and, and paid for police force. You'd think mm-hmm. that'd be the safest place. The people have the highest standards of living. But no, it's 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 fucking squalid. The kids are just bought and sold for. I thought I was telling that the the Oryx, uh mentioned that like you know it's like it's he the King Aegon fills his 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 gullet on this and or these kids are put to this and worse purposes. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh, and it really puts heat into the white worm later when she's you know taken auto to task for it. But um, yeah, and I have some newly formed opinions of white worm uh, on this episode, which we'll talk about when we get to her scene with auto later. Let me ask you this. You think if Damon is still uh, the the captain of the, the city watch, this shit's going down? I mean, the man's not above murdering uh... his own wife for expediency. And murdering a servant man for to to have his wife's uh, uh-huh. you know beard flee, but like yeah, I don't, does Damon turn a blind eye to child sex rings and child fighting rings? I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's that kind of depraved. No, he definitely wouldn't be there watching it and rooting for it and and creating fighters of his own. Uh, I don't know who who's running the city watch now. I the, said they have not mentioned. They, they just replaced they replaced mm-hmm. a couple captains uh, that might have been loyal to Damon, but yeah. Last, okay. Was uh, the last we ever heard of any of the power structure was uh, when uh, Harwin Strong was uh, one of the captains. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm looking at Aegon now way different than I used to. I I thought of him. These last two episodes have done irreparable damage to his. Uh, reputation in my mind. Yeah. Inten- intentionally, right? I mean, that's what they were aiming for. Like, yep. Seems like he's it. he's raping servants. He's uh, apparently like, I don't know where these these bastard uh, Targaryen fighter children are coming from, but th- probably not from a wholesome place. Uh-huh. And then he's off, you know, watching and, and participating in these fights. I have to make at this point comparisons to Joffrey like yeah they weren't warranted before the last two episodes and maybe even before this episode but this is a bridge way too far yeah I think I think I said when he went from like pinching I I don't know when he started sexually assaulting people that's where it's like yeah but now this is like you're going into like where you're going to get you know, like even among other deviants and people in in, in serious in serious felon communities, you're still going to be like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. dude? So yeah. like you're you're going into a, another like you go to prison and people find out what you did to get there. And they're like, oh, you're, you're going to get we're going to fucking yeah, kill you. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> going to get you. Yeah, you're going to look at your papers. and You're going to get fucked. It's not going to uh-huh. be it's 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 not going to be pretty. 
Um, so yeah, it's like you're you're through several moral event horizons to get to this level, and I think <laughs> definitely, I, I think that that he's in the jo- he's now in the Joffrey zone. Absolutely, there's only one zone blacker than that, and that's uh, that's uh, Ramsey Bolton. I think that's like Ooh. maybe one circle blacker. Ooh, maybe maybe I, I we should do a whole episode on that <laughs> on the, yeah. the the darkest <laughs> Who is of the, the yeah. greens. Which circle? Which who dwells in the lowest circle of hell in uh, Game of Thrones? That'd be fun. All right, Aemond gives up looking for Aegon as next in line for the throne, and having prepared his entire life for it, he's just fine with Aegon not wanting to be found. Uh, yeah, he wants to be king. There's still lots of hot D to talk about. We'll be back right after the break. And now back to hot D. That's why I said I this is I really I'm really taking a shine to this guy because again I'm not saying he's a good person he's another of my problematic faves this guy works hard studies his ass off serious sober minded gets maimed uh, and no matter what he does no matter how better his claim is he's going to get fucked on this inheritance thing and you can you can tell it really sticks in his yeah. craw but also. There's this frustration, I think, I'm reading this correctly, is that he can't have it any other way because he is the dutiful soldier and he does know what's right and he's not going to usurp the throne from his brother, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Although there is a point where I think he's really tested. Like, it, I think it's real oh, interesting yeah. if Sir Christian Cole takes five more seconds to get the egg on at the end, uh-huh. you know, Eamon might just let him run off and go to that ship. Yeah, get on a boat and never come back. Um yeah, but this yeah, he's is real tempted in that moment. And this is the mo- moment where I realize that he's just checking a box off for like, okay, I'm next in line for the throne. Uh, I want to make sure everybody knew that I was with a king's guardman trying to help my brother, ever the dutiful soldier, so that I can go back to the cat red keep and shine up my forehead for throne wearing. Uh, <laughs> or no, not for throne wearing, for crown wearing when they come to try to find me. I mean, what is a throne if not a crown you wear on your ass? I, you know, a lot of people have said it. Um, <laughs> one th- they have. Okay. One, I one thing you're about reading Aemon, different though, books, I guess. Hmm? Why does Aemon think that he's next in line to the throne? Because they've established that Aegon already has children. I think male children. Oh, shit. So, like, he's got that uh, he's, he's got that succession where it's got to go. You got to exhaust the first bloodline before you can back up reverse the 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 intro and have it refunnel through you yeah you're right uh he's probably mistaken although there are babies i do wonder if he would be more likely to be made like the king regent or the you know protector of the realm and and rule in their stead it'd probably him or auto or alicent instead of who helena Oh, when I she don't think Helena queen would be, she's not even, I mean, if he ran off right now, he's not even king yet. He's just prince, well, yeah, so yeah. she's not queen. Fair. So, yeah, I would think, I would think they would go with the, the dowager queen or, or, or Otto or, um, uh, or Eamon. But Aemon, yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was one thing that bugged me. If, if Eamon knows everything so much, like, why does he think he's, he's the presumptive heir? Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. It's a little weird. Uh, maybe he needs yeah, to study. Yeah, I love Eamon now. A little harder. This one-eyed Bo Burnham-looking motherfucker has really, really won me over. It was hard work and determination and grit. Yeah, I'm not quite there on him. 
Uh, he needs a little more charm. You, you, you got to charm me. I'm sorry. Damon's the charmer, Damon. Have you seen his visual album inside, though? I mean, <laughs> God damn, he's got he's got my loyalty just for that. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. Uh, Lord Caswell tries to leave King's Landing, but he's stopped at the gates by Laris. Otto has him taken away, and Laris tells Otto that he's willing to serve him if he so wishes. Sure. We yeah. talked about what a dummy Lord Caswell is. Just trying to walk right at the main gates here. <laughs> uh, it might have worked, too, if, if Laris didn't have eyes on everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I found it interesting that they sh- they panned to him, kind of taking a note of who was the kneelers, who's the non-kneelers, who was the late kneelers. I wonder if he like wrote down with a stopwatch, like approximate time uh, till knee hit pavement. You know, though the guys are o o dot o o. Those those guys are leal. They were good for them. This mm-hmm. guy, uh, he hesitated for a quarter second. I want to, yeah, I I think so. He just had all of his uh, all of his eyes and spies watching these folk. It also didn't help that during that <laughs> that uh, request for fealty that he looked like he hadn't urinated in six days and had been drinking <laughs> yeah. water constantly. <laughs> he's like yeah. looking around at the exits. He's looking around at other people. He's so Sweating. shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Lord Caswell, mm-hmm. you need a crime cloak. Hello, crime cloak. They're, yeah. they're they're only five ninety nine in Flea Bottom. Just buy yourself a crime cloak, wrap it around you, and you're invisible. You can be a Kingsguard. You can be a king. <laughs> you can be a prince of the realm, and no problem. You can be the fucking hand having mm-hmm. a bowl of stew in Flea Bottom with the, the white worm, and nobody's going to recognize you because you got that crime cloak on. And the fact that he wouldn't spend the money just as uh, just goes to show what kind of hot water and ears in because these are her allies. <laughs> Right, guess too dumb to wear crime clothes. Too cheap, too. All right, Allison frets uh, and cries as Viserys' body is wrapped. Then she goes to Rhaenys to tell her what's happening and make the case for supporting their coup. Rhaenys questions why Allison is fighting so hard to stay under the thumb of the men in her life, and Allison leaves her to think about her answer. I love this scene. Yeah. Um, I love it when Allison comes in there and she's like, that's my husband's dying wish. And like the amount of eye rolling that Rhaenyra, Rhaenys did there. Mm-hmm. And then like I get I really liked how Eve Best's eyes just blazed when Allison is just she does not like to be told her business. Mm-hmm. And Allison's doing that. And then in the end, she kind of like shows what a game of checkers she's been playing compared to what she could have been done. Like, I, I, I still think that moment where she leans in and says, have you never thought about you being on the Iron Throne is uh, fascinating because it's clear to me, because Olivia Cook emoted it, that that is a new thought, that this yeah. isn't out of context, uh, context problem that Allison is grappling with. She's never even dreamed of reaching that high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Otto's definitely imagined himself on the throne. I can tell you that much. Uh, I love the line, you desire not to be free, but to make a window in the wall of your prison. That's such a good line. There's a lot of really good dialogue in this scene, but that one stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, But it's, I think it's the best pitch because she does make a good pitch. It's like, you know, your house has been aligned with Rhaenyra since the beginning. And what has it got you? All your kids are dead. Your house is a disgrace. It's going to go to bastards and we all know it. And, you know, here is a way out for you. And uh, 
And I thought Rhaenyra, like, there, I think there's a sequence that she said that Rhaenys would have accepted. But what her final summation is like, you're this close to being smart enough to getting away with what you think you're going to get away with. But because you're going for the window option in the cell, you, yeah, we, you and I are not the same. Yeah. So it kind of doomed Alicent's uh, prospects of winning her over. That's the way I uh, read it, mm-hmm. though. Do you still think that she declared for Team Green at the end? Uh, no, no, I've changed my okay. mind, uh, especially okay. after watching the inside the episode thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. but definitely on second watch, I'm like, well, OK, what are the possibilities here? Yeah, uh, we can talk about them when we get to the end. All right. Eamon Dan Cole walk the streets of King's Landing and spot Otto meeting with Masseria. Uh, Masseria tells Otto where Aegon is in exchange for ending the child fighting rings. And the twins go to the Sept and find Aegon hidden in the altar. They try and take him to Otto, but Cole and Aemon find them. Um, and the Green Twins... No, Green Twin fights Cole while Aemon tackles Aegon. A Black Twin just turns and leaves. And then Cole takes Aegon back to the Queen. Probably should have broken uh, that up into two scenes. We can talk about the mysterious stuff I think first. You're, I think Eric is the one who is stays and Arik is the one who is content to kind of let the chips fall and abandons his brother. Yeah, I don't care. They're green twin, black twin for me from now on. <laughs> but I think you got you actually got their alignment wrong when you said that. That's not possible. Green twin is doing the duty of This is where the, I think some the sub but the hand. But I that's why I think the subtitles are wrong in some of these scenes because like this Well I called him green I, twin because he's doing the duty of the hand. He fights Cole and Black Twin just turns and leaves, right? Because Black Twin is not going to go along with this bullshit. I would think so, but but like I, you know, again, I've read the book, so I know which one is which side, and they're, oh, they're boy. messing it up. Oh, fuck. and as I said, that's not a spoiler because right. at this point, when the guy when the guy clearly steals someone from the Red Keep and says, "I'm not going along with this," and he's declared, I just think they Twin. fucked up. I, I think they fucked up the sub. Yeah, I think they fucked up the subtitles of who was who. So and it's oh, going to wow. cause a lot of confusion, I think, in the weeks and battles to come. But OK, Eric is the guy who kidnaps <laughs> regardless of what the subtitles say and, and, and who you think is who. Eric is the guy who uh, steals uh, Vasira or Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra, Rhaenys, steals yeah, yeah. Rhaenys out of the, the Red Keep. Jesus, not confusing at all in any way, George. Thanks no, for all no. of this. And it, and, it, and it, if it turns out they did fuck up the subtitles, almost like Chef's Kiss, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't have done a better slash worse job. You played yourself, HBO. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you think about this Masseria scene? I, I definitely formed Based? a different opinion of White Worm. In well, this I mean, I think it, it tracks with her character that she just she has gone through the shit. She has been trafficked. She has been abused, uh, and she will not have it for herself anymore. And I'm gratified to see that that extends that outrage extends to others because she wants to do some, you know, like the king. Yeah, the hand handed over a sack of gold didn't look like his life changing amount. But what she really wants is for the crown to do the bare fucking minimum and not Mm -hmm. allow child children to be used in King's Landing. Seems a modest request, and God love her for it. We'll see. Now, it does. I, question. Yeah. Is she going to be vindicated, disappointed, or is she actually burnt to a crisp? <laughs> I mean, with Otto, you're always going to be disappointed. Because Otto's out for Otto. Otto doesn't give a That's shit a about fighting That's a damning indictment pits. for Otto. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care about that. 
Yeah. Why would he? Yeah. He only cares about it when it inter when it intersects with Aegon, right? His chosen heir and his puppet. So like mm. Yeah. If if it comes back on Aegon somehow, uh, and word gets out about his proclivities, I think he'll care then, but he does not care. Do you think Otto knows about his proclivities? Because I kind of got that with the scene between Eric and him where he's, you know, demanding him to count himself. And he's like, you know, the king abuses authority and, you know, goes away and does things in the night. I thought there's a significant glance where Otto kind of backed off. Hmm. Uh, Because like what it it, like he knew and he didn't want to reveal he knew. There's a sworn protector of a minor prince, minor in age. Does he inform the hand or the king or anybody or the Lord Commander of the prince doing crazy, dangerous shit at night? Or is he see his duty as to keep the ki- that that confidence no matter what? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, hmm. I, I honestly don't it, know. What it's the, tough to it calibrate probably, on probably that because I've too, seen Kristen you know? Cole, right? So that's the guy's absolutely willing to keep secrets. Uh huh. For carnal reasons yeah yeah so i don't know how to calibrate but that's i i thought for sure that Otto had to know and he knows exactly what he's putting on the throne that's how i read it yeah you're probably right but he just thinks he can control know. him i think so Big i mistake. think he's making the the tywin lannister gambit mm-hmm. and he's no tywin lannister <laughs> no tywin lannister rather uh you know i always thought the white worm was in it for her own ends her own her own uh fortune but here it's clear that she's trying to actually change the realm for the good. And yeah, that I can get like down the, with. Yeah, absolute good. There's no who says no to this, you know, the the people making money off the child fighting pits. They say no, but fuck them. Yeah, I'm still not at all a fan of this accent. Uh, it, they're stuck with it, though. Like, what can you do? I've seen characters recast it's entirely. I've it's never a seen a character reaccented midway <laughs> like that would be more jarring than well, seeing the mountain show up and wait Wanda that's the Maximoff mountain now? in the Marvel Cinematic Universe had the <laughs> plotting big trouble for moose and squirrel that she was f- rolling her mouth around in age and that that slowly just went the fuck away until they clowned on it in WandaVision so there is Fair. precedent okay if give an it a accent is seasons, so bad yeah that it's like, well, you know, she spent a lot more time in King's Landing. She's lost it. You know, she's made she sure. made a real effort as, as in her capacity of white worm to. I hope they fast track that because, boy, I'm not a fan of this. And it's not because it's French. It's not because it sounds vaguely like a mix of African and French. It's just it's it just yeah. weird. And, and I yeah. don't associate it with Essos at all. But. I mean, it definitely what sounds exotic, but I think it's like I think that but I, not in the way that because I, I think the person way. that like, you know, I, and I don't want to beat him up too bad. They're probably not listening to this podcast uh, from the tenor of their their email anymore. But like, I think saying that's a French accent is actually culturally insensitive to France. And I think what she was going for was a pastiche of like. It, like truly make it an exotic accent like it's going to be a little yeah, bit yeah. recognizably this a little bit recognizably that and a little bit and it's just like it, it, I don't even have a trouble understanding her. it just sounds weird and bizarre mm-hmm. it's distracting I agree, I agree. Uh, equally distracting was when th- the woman at the brothel said frequent frequent <laughs> frequent did you catch that yeah. I, I had I had to put on subtitles to even understand frequent. what she was saying yeah yeah, it's she's frequent. Just, she, Come on. Yeah, she's just uh, she's putting her, putting her putting her own spin on frequent. <laughs> sure, I guess. Uh, 
Well, was that her audition for her next role right there? I mean, look how I said this word. Really put the Never heard that it. before, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, now we get uh, Eamon tempted by Aegon's offer to get on a ship and run away, uh, which we talked about earlier. Uh, I, I wanted to point out that Lenor did the same. <laughs> He's the other king, right, who wanted to run away uh, yeah. and did in that case. I thought there Do you was think some be... parallel there. Because this, granted, it's early in the morning, but not super early in the morning. Like, people are starting to get up. People are about the streets. Looks like people who are middle class merchants, maybe even some minor lords, are seeing mm-hmm. this. And you've got the king who's going to be anointed mere hours later screaming, mm-hmm. I didn't want to! Like, essentially, the, the call of Jon Snow for uh-huh. anyone that wants to see in here, just throw in the worst fit where you got King. <laughs> Uh, King's guards and princes beating him up and taking him. Like, do you think that might be a counter narrative to get exploited later? Or it's lucky for him that a dragon bust up through the floor at the uh, coronation because <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to take all of the heat off of anybody talking about. <laughs> that's got to suck the oxygen happened. out of the news cycle. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair totally. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Westerosi Press is going to be writing about that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But I did wonder when it's like, man, this is an awful public scene, and they established that people are noticing and watching. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Otto sends some more messages, and Allison tells him that she has Aegon, and they're going to send terms to Rhaenyra that she can accept. Aegon will be anointed, anointed the next day at dawn, and he'll be named the Conqueror and carry Blackfire. Aegon the First's sword. I think I think it's Aegon the First, right? Yep. Is Aegon the Conqueror, Aegon the First? Uh, as far as we know. Okay. There, I mean, none of the Targaryens were kings before. They were dragon riders in Valeria. So, yes, 100%. Cool. He's the first of his name. Uh, correct, Allison. You were being used your entire life, and you should have seen this way earlier. It yeah, kills me that she's, you didn't. She's realizing it now. She sees her father for what he really kid. is. I know. It's... And she's a child. And, like, her father's just sloppy attempt at manipulation at the end because she's already saying she's like look here's where it's going to happen we're going to give Rhaenyra good terms which she can accept with with uh you know without sacrificing her pride I want to try I want to fucking try to get this done peacefully and legit but I'm also going to make this like I said a fait accompli where it's just I'm just going to put the sword in his hand the crown on his head the high mm-hmm. priest the 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 set the high septon's going to anoint him everyone in the king this the the king's lane is going to see it we're going to send ravens everywhere and it's just going to we're, we're going to dominate the information war we're going to dominate yeah. this space and and i think it's like Otto genuinely does like because he's he thinks that he's she's preaching his weak shit about rhaenyra but then when she goes the other side and says, here's all the very smart, politically savvy plays I'm going to make, he actually respects her. But it's like she doesn't. In fact, I think it's fascinating that there is a little bit of a split in House Green or in Team Green here. Like, I don't know that the queen uh-huh. and the hand are simpatico at this point. No, I don't think so. Uh, and it's kind of the story of Otto, right? He's sloppy. He's he gets a plan 95% of the way across the 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 goal and gets what he wants but the consequences yeah. just spin out from him right yeah yeah like he's manip- he's successfully manipulated his daughter her entire life but now it's coming back to bite him cuz she's realizing yeah. it and and of course that would happen eventually right <laughs> i don't know he's uh, no little he, finger he's no varus that's for sure yeah i mean even little finger i granted it took 
a long time, but he got caught up in his own shit too. True. I I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of just like auto. Auto is an idiot energy in this scene. Like when she's talking about like I, my husband never wanted Rhaenyra put to the sword. Do you really think that's what he wanted when he said right. for Aegon to be king? Uh, and Otto's like, oh, your husband or you, his daughter's childhood companion. Both, you uh-huh. fucking idiot. Right, like, right. D- d- reluctance to murder, <laughs> as she says, is not a weakness, and neither is love. Get fucked, old man. Yeah. Christ. No, he's, he's uh, uh, first of all, a great toady voice. I love it. And second of all, you're right on. You're spot on. <laughs> Otto's the worst. And then Hot she rolls her com. eyes at this pathetic old fuck as she walks out the door. He's he talks about sacrifice in this scene. Oh, now's the time to pay the cost. He wants other people to pay that cost for him. Fuck him. Yeah, no, I again hot hot the if you want to defend Auto Hightower. And again, you're defending a lot here. Oh yeah. You're you're de facto defending child savage fighting rings because the implication and foot is fetishists. Mm-hmm. Uh well, I don't know if Otto knows about that. Um, oh, we're going to get to an interesting scene between him and Larry here in a minute, aren't we? Uh, or have we already gone through that? I, I, I think we already talked about that. Yeah, where he kind of pledges himself to to help Otto. Is it okay? Because I, I I I remember that now because that happened and we didn't get to fully discuss it. He suggested. Is that the first? Is that the first f- potentially fatal mistake that Larry's making? That he's trying to hedge his bets with the queen in the hand and he thinks that now that the king is dead that the power is going to flow through the hand rather than the the king or rather than the queen queen. and he wants to get ahead of that yeah that latter could be will there be a power struggle between the queen and the the hand because i just wonder you know if he if he if he fucks over alicent um at the expense of expense expense of her father or at her expense, rather. Um, and and Queen Allison could get enough juice to have him strung up. She probably would, wouldn't she? Because she kind of only barely tolerates this guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe Larry's just feeling out how it's going to shake out with the king, right? Like, who's going to have the most influence over this guy? And I want to keep my options open right now because it's very much in flux. It's just sloppy to do that to people to talk to each other in private. It's real Fair. dangerous game yeah. to be like, oh, you know, I, I'll play both sides, my liege. You know, <laughs> like it's oof. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see where the, uh, you know, where the other shoe drops, where the other foot foot goes uh, off its socking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess let's get to it. Um, so the next scene is the Larry foot fetish scene. Can you tell me what happens in this scene? Because my brain just won't register anything. But disgust. Yeah, they're they're playing a game where he reveals more and more information. It's 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 every scene, every criminal informant scene you've seen in any cop show where it's <laughs> oh, like sure, where the cops take off their shoes well, but, and wriggle yeah, their toes in, and instead each of other, twenty dollar bills master- being passed, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, pinky toes <laughs> and stockings and oh, uh, pinky toes, the worst toe, objectively yeah. the worst toe. Um, it does seem superfluous. Why do we need five toes? At least just, the big just, toe has size and stability. Yeah. The little I don't, toe. I don't think the pinky gets you anything. It just gets you stub. It's it's the most stub toe. That's a fact. It, true, true. Because it's on the outside. It's it's and uh, I think uh, we should just we should dock 
dock human children's toes when they're babies. Stop the circumcision shit. Just cut sure, off. Sure, shave just, down their teeth let's, let's and get, have them let's fight give, in the pits. Yeah. They don't got no teeth when they're born, Jim. Come on. But they got they got pinky toes. You can nip them off, and then we give evolution a, a, head, a head start. Oh, man. Four toes. Four toes for humans, uh, humanity's future. Sure. And then Laris can have a four-toed <laughs> foot on his staff. Okay. I think about this yep. a lot. I'm only creeped out. I mean, I'm creeped out by the foot fetish for a couple of reasons. One is because it's done at Allison's expense. This is not something that they're mutually enjoying. This is oh, some level of prostitution and, you know, him taking some kind of delight. I think it, it, part of it is him getting off on her being disgusted. And it's just a lot of. And the fact that Allison's not mm-hmm. down with it, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know about how I feel making a person with a foot disability fetishize feet. I could go both. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily out of bounds because I could mm-hmm. see, you know, this guy has been made to feel weird about this his entire life. Uh, he's made he's been judged by it. You know, he's been made to feel like an outcast. Um, there, his father never gave any hint about this, but I'm sure growing up, you know, he's made to feel very weird about it. So it doesn't doesn't blow my hair back to find out someone would fetishize something like that. You know, but it's pretty on the edge, I think, um, you know, to yeah. to, you know, I, I think it's more of like um, someone wrote in about uh, have, showing someone with a disability being evil, like and yep. if you just pile on a whole bunch of sexual dysfunction on top of that, I can see how that could get that could get pretty gross. And it's mm-hmm. really wild because it seems like the writing room in the show is pretty ultra progressive. Um almost to a distracting degree because like most of the Allison prophecy stuff is just them being weird that the audience might turn on one of these women, mm-hmm. you know, and like miss the point of like, well, women can rule too, but they just like, man, they're really memeing close to the sun with a disabled person being evil mm-hmm. and a sex pervert on top of all that. And that's, you know, again, I just want to acknowledge that point of view because there's a lot of things making uncomfortable in the scene. I think that should be one of them. Absolutely. Uh, num- point number two, feet are objectively the grossest part of the human body. Nope. Okay. And I'm talking I, anuses. I'm talking I, pits. I'm. Talking- I don't know if I have a full blown foot fetish, but I do like I do like an attractive foot, and I'm gonna I'm going to uh, I'm gonna gainsay a King Jaharis, and I think feet can be beautiful too. I'm the king of outlawing feet. No feet oh, in my are you? room. Yep. Going to hobble the whole realm because uh-huh. you got you're going to yuck everyone's yum. Okay, sure. K- sure. King Jim right. Harris. Really the testing my loyalties here. Really testing my my resolve as as Lord Commander. Oh, yeah, geez. you might have to step down. <laughs> oh man, might have to be foot the king. No, if no. we're going to hobble, the, we're going to we're going to remove feet. We're going to start with yours, Your Majesty. It's only fair. <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I'm the auto high tower here, except I'm paying for it with my feet. <laughs> for anyway. someone who's grossed out by feet, you're talking a lot about them, Your Majesty. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> There, there. Is this now some Freudian thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell it on yourself. <laughs> uh, so, so here, it, uh, okay. My brain didn't only register disgust. It also registered that Otto Hightower has been using or at least aware and left in place this uh, network of spies the White Worm has. Uh, I assume that's what some of these notes have been about because we've always wondered, like, who is he sending notes to? Uh, why would he send a note at this time to anybody? Uh, this makes a lot more sense, I think, right? Yeah, am but I, it's am like I supposed what, to read it that way? 
Yes, but also I don't know. I don't know that this is an objectively bad thing. I think that Solaris is only starting this fight. This this fight because it's a competition to him. What fight? What, why why can't the hand make use of a spy network in King's Landing? Should he root it out? Sure. No, I, it, it I has it has a, a great amount of utility to a leader of state. You know, well, Laris doesn't like I, it because it competes with him. Well, and I think the thing that he's really putting up here is he is trying to kind of pit Allison and Otto against each other a little bit by telling Allison, hey, you've been watched by this network and your father knew about it and he let it yes. continue to happen. Yeah, that that's another even more dangerous game he's playing. Like, I, again, oh, yeah. I I don't know, man. This guy might just be fucking bug nuts. Yeah, he might <laughs> it's, not be as smart as we think he is. Well, may or just just yeah, like he's just a, a watch watch the world burn kind of guy. Like he just doesn't care. Um, yeah, I mean we know he he is. I mean yeah, he, he's hard to gauge because he murders his family that he has no beef with just cause. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Guy's it'll... crazy about feet. That's a long play for feet. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Steep cost and a long play. Agreed. But I mean honestly, if if you're foot motivated. There are no better feet in the realm than the queens, right? I don't know if that's objectively true, but like if you put the power dynamic on, yeah, those are powerful. Exactly. Feet. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are the feet you want to see. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Everyone sits around thinking and waiting for the dawn. Uh, and then the black twin sneaks Rainus out of her room and we see White Worm's headquarters burning. I don't believe it. I don't believe that Laris actually burned White Worm. I think her house if, burned, if, but she did not. If the worm is half as 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 white as I think she is, <laughs> if, sure. if 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 uh, if the worm turns half as hard as I think she does, uh, I think she. Yeah, there's no way, no way, Laris takes her out that easy. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, but I really like these moments to I, just reflect on the stakes. You know, the 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 quiet. Like we've set all this up, mm-hmm. things are about to actually happen, but let's just sit with the characters for a moment. And I feel yeah. like shows don't give us that often enough because like and just showing just little... people looking out the windows and thinking about what they're about to go through with gives me a chance to do the same. Yeah. And also they're doing the showing that like as, as well prepared and planned as the greens are, they can't control everything. They got bug right? nuts, Laris. They got Eric mm-hmm. with a conscience and you know there it's it's going to they got lords that won't bend and ladies that won't bend the knee and this stuff is going to get out of their control mm-hmm. uh and i think that that, that they, they really do a good job of, of showing that too there's still lots of hot d left to talk about we'll be right back after the break and now back to hot d Speaking of being out of control, Rainus gets swept up in the crowd being taken to Aegon's coronation uh, and loses Black Twin in the process. Oh, and we see yeah. Caswell's dead as he like walks her out. He's yeah, been he's hung. swinging, swinging in the Red Keep. He's been hanged. Um, it's funny. I think that uh, I felt like the Eric could have used his position as Lord Commander, or not Lord Commander, as Kingsguard to kind of bully and gainsay the City Guard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then on like subsequent watches, I'm like, well, I don't know, because this happens so fast. Like his his snap judgment, I'd be like, well, I could pull rank, but then I would absolutely be identified and run the risk of she being identified. And well, he's in more... full Lord Commander armor or not Lord Kingsguard, Commander, yeah. full Kingsguard mm-hmm. armor in this. Right. So but he's still, identified. 
one of them would be known that like people would figure out like I don't know if he's trying to remain hidden or if he just like doesn't want to get busted with Rainus because he knows he's got this one shot and also how the mm. hell would he know that they're going to rouse everyone from King's Landing and hustle them to the dragon pit like this was not a plan that he right. was in on so like you know it's like ah oh, we'll try this out oh, and by the time he's like fuck we're fucked it's too late and mm-hmm. Rainus also didn't want you know she wanted to get away and I love that smile when she realizes she's being herded towards the dragon pit she's like fuck it's yes like exactly where I want to be it's like Tom Cruise being herded towards the airport like yeah just gotta get in yeah <laughs> uh huh to the air force base I guess I don't know what he's gonna do sure? with the airbus no probably but not an air force base he's dangerous he's a dangerous man or navy mm-hmm. base shit I, I was like oh, three levels no. wrong about Tom Cruise there. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Allison tells Aegon that Viserys changed his mind on his deathbed uh, as they're kind of headed to the dragon pit and gives him Viserys' dagger and she tells him not to order Rhaenyra killed no matter how much Otto wants it. Um. Yeah, I'm going to double down <laughs> on my criticism of the instant take is that this knife thing, I think on the face of it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I can get what they're going with it, that this is Viserys' special blade and probably everybody knew about it. Um, and that, but like it took him from being openly skeptical and scornful of his mother's claim and him just not want to like to the point of tears moved like, don't, don't play with me. Don't play with me now. Like what? And, I, and I they needed a scene in earlier hmm. episodes where, that what like like that was the thing that he gave to his heir or something you know and they just didn't establish that like like that that was something he was jealous of Rhaenyra that her father and him shared the secret of the blade or something with the blade that he knew was important about and but they didn't they didn't I don't know if it's on the cutting room floor or what but it was a weird resolution to the conflict that Alicent and that uh, Aegon were feeling in that carriage I don't know I've come around on this scene a little bit more um, oh well, help on me Aegon's out then. reaction. I think they've done the bare minimum required to say this dagger is a symbol of the king. It's like if she had opened this box and Viserys' crown was in it, you would understand immediately, right? The like, oh, no, this is no joke. We're on the way to the coronation. I am going to be they are on the way to the coronation. Uh Uh-huh. Like, yeah, she's saying in an hour you'll be king. and Uh Uh-huh. But he thinks she's fucking with him because, like, but I'm not the heir. Rhaenyra is the heir, right? Like, this is insane. He has no idea that there is a plot uh, afoot to put him on the throne until she pulls out this symbol of the king and shows it to him, puts it in his hand and says, yeah, you're the king now. You're about to be the king. Why would he think his mother would fuck with him when he's she's been screaming this for 10 years in his ear that you need to get ready for this moment? That's like, yeah. they did a way better job of setting yeah. up that through line than the <laughs> knife right. being the like, oh my God, mom, it's real. I know you got me in the royal fucking uh, carriage. Take me to the dragon pit. Tell me I'm going to be a king in an hour. But like now it's real. But then you had his dad for 20 years saying, no, not going to happen. And I said that was a really, I agreed with everything Aegon was saying. I just don't know why the knife brought it around. And I felt like they were missing a little something there. It was a little, little weak. But the crown would have done it, right? And as much as the crown is, I don't know that anyone has done it. I don't know why, like uh, to me, he should have been a sullen prick until they put the sword in his hand and the crowd started cheering like that could bring him around believably but the knife starting it i don't know i and maybe it makes sense to some people and again it's, it doesn't not make sense i tracked <laughs> with it it just i wish there yeah, was yeah, yeah. something to to build that other than blind faith in the showrunners that they're not fucking up 
I will say the coronation scene is even more uh, entertaining if Aegon's like walking out, yeah, it's all bullshit to the crowd. <laughs> not gonna happen. Where's the camera? Where's the camera? Is it? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, I am not the air, guys. I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm not falling for it. Nobody's punking this guy. I'm not falling for it. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, here's here's the most hilarious line in the episode, perhaps, mm-hmm. is when Allison tells Aegon. You, you can't just rule, or you you can't rule with cruelty and callousness. And she is talking to a guy who files down children's teeth and watches him fight. Uh, yeah, that guy. That guy's she's probably not going to rule with cruelty thing, or She's in total denial of Aegon. Like when she's yeah. confronted with his hideousness, she says, well, "You're no son of mine," which she mm-hmm. doesn't believe. So yep. she must reject. You know, it's fucked up. But but I think they're doing a good job of telling that story that uh oh yeah you know, she's just in denial like she can confront it in a moment but every time she slaps him and says you're no son of mine she thinks that cured him right like imagine everything she's done all the forsaking of her friend that she's done over the years is done for a shit just a worthless guy that's that's not worthy of any yeah of no that's that's one of the big ironies of the story is that allison's trying to avoid sending something monstrous on the throne in defiance of everything good and holy and lawful. And in doing so, she's putting a monster on the throne. Yeah. When and the, the armor that is she's a nice guy that she has to wear against that idea. Right. Cause like she can't let herself admit that right. that would be ruinous no. to her. So yeah, it would, it would, it would make her whole life a lie. And she's kind of like already skittering on the edge of that realization. This episode already like, Oh you know, yeah. With the auto stuff for sure. Yeah. Like she's getting a third step Martin reveal on Otto being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh-huh. He hinted at it through prophecy and and in you in 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 you window. He uh, for the sharper readers he 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 revealed it uh, three episodes ago, but now he's just mm-hmm. going to smack you around with it. Look, your dad's just a fucker. Yep. So it's true. All right, the coronation ceremony begins. Uh, Aegon is crowned king. But Rainus kind of ruins his moment when she sneaks behind uh, beneath the dragon pit, mounts her dragon, and busts through the floor. And her dragon roars in Team Green's face and then flies away. With her on it, by the way. Uh, the optics on this look amazing. You're going through the dragon pit, uh, the seat of Targaryen power. This is a huge building. The novel says it holds up to 80,000 people. So if you've ever been to Cowboys Stadium or any large NFL stadium, that's approximately what we're talking about in a medieval sense. Um, place is jam packed. You got the king, you know, again, like this black fire, Aegon's crown is probably even, it got like a nearly mystical association uh, with the conqueror. He's like just being clothed in all this Targaryen stuff. And it's the seat, the height of their power. And I think the hand is doing a great, he's just gassing Aegon up, you know, and you see the crowds like, oh, the king's <laughs> dead and he's got a final wish. And the crowd's kind of murmuring, but they're talking themselves into it. Well, I uh, understand he's that like, confusion because you think about like someone standing on a stage in Cowboy Stadium and say and and shouting without amplification, "The <laughs> King Aegon!" and the crowd goes, "Did he say something?" I think. Yeah. Shit, I couldn't see. Did his mouth move? Uh, the the acoustics of those old places, I heard they're pretty good. But yeah, no, that's it's, fair. That's fair. The yeah, they, they have to, yeah, they have to they have to pass it on to the people in the back. But uh, you know, him, him saying like you know, as a new king. 
uh, a new day for the realm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is uh, this is your honor, your privilege. Like he's just really gassing everybody up. And uh, yeah, the septum blesses him, invokes all the seven as he lays all these blessings on him. And then the Lord, the new Lord commander puts the king like it seems all bright and prim and proper. Mm-hmm. And then Malus just blows up in the middle of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amazing. And Aegon. I, I like the wood, like right as they put the crown, like he's waiting for that crown to come down. He looks exactly like one of the doom men in the green mile. Speaking of team green, that's being hmm. strapped to the electric chair. Like you talking about flop sweat. You talking about like, look like you're about to dry vomit uh, or dry heave. Like this guy is just going through all this. Cause it's just real. And it's happening to him. And then yeah, Malus busts out in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Okay. I don't understand the tactics and the strategy of busting out and just escaping when you could have <laughs> turned Team Green to Ash. I don't either. Afterwards, there is an explanation from the creative team that we can talk. So, about. so I wrote this down. This is essentially a joint statement by Ryan Condal and Miguel Sapochnik. They, 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 they stitched these guys' sentences together. So, like, it's like the first sentence you're is, talking about uh, inside the episode. Inside after, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, the first this first sentence is like Sapochnik and it goes sand it just comes goes back and forth. This is essentially a joint statement from the showrunners. They say we wanted her, Rainus's character, to have meat. Rainus was not passive. It was a valuable moment to have her, rather than just bear witness to this, to take part. But her moral standpoint became the reason for inaction and not action. If she sets fire to that dais, she spares the realm war. But she also doesn't want to be responsible for doing that to another mother, which is a complex choice that a lot of people are going to have a problem with. That last is by Condal. A fucking men that people are going to have a problem with that because (laughs) you know it, right? The queen who never was is going to get sentimental about a mother. Mm hmm. What about what about Rainus has ever like and they make her look so fucking hard. When she busts out of the ground on a giant dragon wearing this badass armor and she gets motherly feelings towards this usurper. I don't know. I don't know if I buy it. I think that's some bullshit. Yeah, there are a couple of reasons I don't buy it. That's one of them. The other one is if you're saying that by torching all of these people up here on this dais, the realm is going to avoid war. I don't think you've been watching your own show because the realm the show you've been making has told me that the realm is not going to accept Rhaenyra regardless. The, the, the realm is coming for war if Rhaenyra is on the throne. And if Rhaenys blows this situation up, that's what happens. Rhaenyra takes the throne as the rightful heir and then war ensues. The realm but comes after because they don't war? want a woman on the throne. Yeah, but man, you do. I, and, that's the and, and so thing. she's like- unwilling to kill this mother to so that a a man can usurp Rhaenyra's authority and Rhaenyra's power? Like, who is this? Who is Rhaenys? I don't know. I'm very confused by her. Yeah, the only thing that makes sense to me is if she wanted to become, like I said, to Switzerland. Like, hey, I'm going to go to Driftmark with my dragons mm-hmm. and my granddaughters, and we're sitting all this out. And, you know, if you make me declare, I'll declare. And it seems like that they I don't know if I agree with the dragon calculus, but maybe that Melis is like everything's balanced. You've got the one big dragon and a couple minor dragons with some inexperienced dragon riders against what has to be the best battle rider in the kingdom. Damon, 
probably the mm-hmm. only guy that's ridden his dragon to war in this lifetime. You got Rhaenyra, yeah. who has a large, fierce uh, dragon. Um, and you got her three boys that have dragons, although who knows how they're, they're probably more like Daenerys size, you know, dragons against. And it's like if Melis is on either side of that, it imbalances the equation. So, like, I would thought that they were going to go with that. Like, okay, well, she's just going to try to be Switzerland. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe she's forced to declare later on for one side or the other. But, like, that's not what the showrunner said. The showrunner said, like, she no. just felt she didn't want to be like, oh, well, what? The, what's the op? What's the politically optics if I, she burns these usurpers? I'm like, who the fuck cares? Burn them. Burn them and mm-hmm. let, you know, get over the Rhaenyra, get get back over to King's Landing while the head is decapitated. The bees are flying around purposely and, and sol- consolidate your power. But it's a weird... And again, it's not fatal. It's not fatal. It's just sure, sure. I don't understand it from the character who I thought Rain Rainus was. Yeah, which makes me question whether I know her or not. Um, there's another thing inside the episode where they they reveal maybe more than I expected them to. Uh, I assumed that Rainus was going to fly directly to Dragonstone to tell Rhaenyra of the king's death and catch her up, but they just come out and say it. They say, yep, that's where she's headed. That's exactly what she's planning to do. I I kind of wish they would have left that up in the air because then we could have well, speculated like, about, is she going to be completely neutral, the, the Switzerland of the, the thing, or is she going to yeah. fly and tell uh, Rhaenyra? Because that is... Going and telling Rhaenyra, and this is one of the reasons I flipped on whether she was declaring for green or independent or Rhaenyra is that's that's proclaiming yourself a Rhaenyra going against the wishes and telling Rhaenyra exactly what happened yeah I mean Otto sees that as a betrayal for sure yeah I don't man I tell you what because like I as a book reader um the next week on is just massive spoilers uh and I felt like HBO didn't I didn't watch stuff I don't think people should. I honestly don't think unless you're a book reader, you should watch because there's been several times that big fucking reveals that you should have just been able to enjoy watching episode are are spoiled in these little 45 second things. Like I I said, I I don't know. Maybe this is leftover of like HBO being a little bit not confident that this series was going to they they needed to have sizzle. They need because this 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 actually reminds me this this reminds me of AMC type shit. Where it's no, like I've the long said, department. if you can't convince me to watch the next episode with the episode, yeah, a, a next time on is not going to do it. Sorry. Yeah. So like I, 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 to me, this smacks of like syndication and just like massive inferiority complex, and like it's it's not needed. Like all you needed to get people hyped for next week is a couple of tense shots of people's faces reacting to stuff and some sick Ramin Jawadi chords, and mm-hmm. people are going to be like, let's fucking go. But instead, yep. they, uh, you know, that again, maybe it's because I've read the books. So it's like I see I'm like, oh, there's that scene. There's that scene. There's that. But like it's to me, I thought it was like brazenly spoilery. So like we're wow. as I said, I'm going to I'm I'm more confident than ever that we just don't need to be talking about and until HBO gets her shit together and starts, you know, marketing with more teasing and less revealing than I, mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. And, and I've gotten a lot of people's appreciation for that because, um, yeah, it just gives way too much. Yeah, I specifically skipped it and went straight to the inside the episode. Having thing. said that, this next episode is going to be a fucking all-time <laughs> banger. I'm telling you what. Nice. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know, I'm already I don't know excited. if it's possible. I don't know if there, it's possible for them to bo- to bobble the ball at this point. 
Um, but like, holy cow, holy cow. I'm, I'm, I'm only interested in how they like how they leave it. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's going to be like a, like a 90 minute episode or, or not, but like, yeah, it's uh boy. I can't, I can't wait for Sunday, man. No, I, I mean, this is <sighs> a great, th- this episode is a great teaser for the next one. Like I want to see desperately. I want to see the retort from black. What is team black's response? Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing is like they're going to be probably whereas Team Green had a plan ready to go. I think Team Black's going to be caught completely flat footed because, uh, again, so much of what yeah. happened in the last few episodes has been very embellishing. Like Rainier is in a point where like in in the dark of night or Team Green's going to work. She's thinking, man, I can't wait to see my best friend. Uh-huh. I'm a flower of my dragon. See, Alice, I'm going to have breakfast with my dad and me. Maybe this is the, the start of a new day for me and Allison. We're going to catch up and I'm going to apologize to her. and We're going to really pour our hearts out and braid each other's hair and maybe steal away on Syrah, uh, my, my, my dragon to eat some jam cakes or whatever the fuck I want. And she's just going to like be completely caught off guard by all this. And what a huge betrayal, right? She she thinks she has to think Allison was in on this from the start. And then Allison oh, in the was context plastering of that on dinner? that smile and that handshake and that hug. And yeah. this was all under the surface. She has to assume that. Yeah. And that's where I think, you know, a lot of people poo-pooed the time jumps and a lot of people said this. But if you've hung with the show to this part, like the enmity that the that this that, and the, the, mis- the, the mistakes and the misinterpretations and everything, like mm-hmm. it's just going to like there's real genuine heat now here because you're right now. I don't think this is ever pers- uh, personal for Rhaenyra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's always been like, shit, I wish my friend didn't misinterpret this or I wish my friend wasn't so stuck up about this. Blah blah. blah. But it wasn't ever personal. Mm-hmm. This is fucking personal. <laughs> yes, very. She's gone and done through it on the on just on the next day after they made nice and kissed and and Rhaenyra totally fell for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we didn't talk about this, but Lord Beesbury, I think, raised an objection that you think that more than one person in the realm is going to, which is which one of you fuckers here poisoned the king's cup? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think she would probably wonder about that. I mean, especially when she sees the state that he was in and how much uh, different potions and fluids they were pumping into him. Yeah. I can see. So it's, we are really poised. Like I said, this has been one of the longest prologues to a prequel that I've ever seen, but I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be so worth it. It's going to make all the spectacle that we're going to be seeing in the episodes and the seasons to come just mean so much more. Yeah. Um, and people like I, people are so fucking invested. And again, it's almost no blood has been spilled. <laughs> I am too, man. I'm I'm so excited to see this finale. I do wonder if this show can deal with the massive swings and mood of the audience because, like you know, I don't think it's too splitter to say that in a war you have, uh, you know, turns of the tide and reversals and advances and this and that. Like you might have half the fan base screaming bloody murder each and every week, and then you know. Like being exhausted and just turned off. Like I got. I wonder if they're going to do their job too well, and the people will treat this like, yeah. Or is it going to be more? I mean, of that's like, what football fans do, right? Baseball that's what I was going to say. Is it going to be more like sports whatever. and politics, where like you can't just disengage? Like you just, it's like it yeah. just makes you crazy, but you can't stop watching. And I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And fucking R.I.P. the it will for me. And I mean, I've R.I.P. <laughs> all the forums and people try to moderate it because whoo. Mm-hmm. hot out there no I've talked about how 
how viscerally I dislike watching some of these characters. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy the show and that I won't come back to the show. It just means when they're on screen, I'm going to feel a certain way. Yeah. And that's good. That's good. That's them doing their job. Oh, yeah. I just like I said, I always want to acknowledge it must be a trip to be. It must be tough. It's not easy being green, as Lord Kermit once said. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like because this show is definitely from the, the I think nakedly from the POV of like the greens are bad actually, and uh, yeah, yeah, it must yeah that must be that must be tough must be tough repping them out there in the realms. Anyway, uh, we thrown down a couple challenges, especially the uh, uh, auto is a dick bag. Change our mind. Mm-hmm. Hot D at baldmove.com if you want in on any of that uh, debate. Uh, also, or any else, anything else you want to talk about. Don't forget to follow us on twitter.com slash baldmove if you want to stay up on all of our releases and what we're doing next because uh, this season is drawing to a close. Uh, and then finally, if you'd like to support us at support.baldmove.com, get ad-free feeds and access to our exclusive to members live instant take and instant talk podcast where uh, you can, through the magic of YouTube chat, uh, contribute to the podcast in real time. It's pretty cool, and uh, it's exclusive benefit to club members. Support.baldmove.com. If you want to not want to know more, hotdiabaldmove.com. I think that's it for us this week. We'll see you Thursday for the feedback session podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.